crazy. I wouldn't say that's a good thing. I'll look. I looked old when I was older when I was younger. I'm going to look young when I'm old, if I get that far. Because <laughs> you have a much higher chance of keeling over from a heart attack, stroke, aneurysm, aortic bisection. <laughs> Whoa. No, not necessarily. It's like everyone right now, they'll look at me and go, hey, you're what, 35, 36? No. How old are you then? I turned 48 in November. Yeah, you don't look 48 at all, dude. Because I was going to say, you totally look like mid-30s. That's the thing is you look at my mom and my sister and everybody says, their older sister, younger sister. And my mom is 78. My sister is 52. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's, dude. That's Ellers for you. You look young when you're old. But you look old when you're young? When I was 13, we moved back from California, and I had the girls in the neighborhood who were seniors in high school flirting. Oh, At all right. 15, 14, 15, the Sandy City Police were using me for busting the... Um, like 7-Eleven and cigarette and alcohol. Yeah, I walked stuff. in. Wow, I walked in. I pretty much said, "Yeah, I need that." Did that? They looked at me and went, "Okay, you're good enough." I walked out, dropped a six pack of beer and two packs of car- camels on the cop's car, and he walked in to arrest people. Did they pay you to do that? They just handed me the money. They said, "Go." Do you mind doing this? It's like, yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> nice. My wife got to go do some of those uh, little experimentation <laughs> things. I don't think she ever got away with anything, but sounds like you did. That was back 89, 90, 91. Okay. They, they got very heavily into checking after that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, we are here rolling on the Big Access podcast, mm-hmm. and... Today, we have a special guest. This is Ryan Rawlings. Some of you guys might recognize his sultry voice from times of calling into tech support. Yeah, you might. <laughs> but uh, he's he's been with PDK now for a while, and he's got a little bit different of a title and has for the uh, last year or so. Yep, so year. we're going to talk with him a little bit about that new title that he's been working on, uh, about what he's doing and, and all of his new responsibilities here at PDK because uh, he's a very talented individual. So we're excited to talk with Ryan today. So thank you, Ryan, for taking the time to jump on this week's episode of the Big Access Podcast. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, well, Ryan, before we kind of dive into learning a little bit more about your position and all your history and everything here at PDK, what I like Already tonight, I've learned a lot more about you and about the fact that you're basically Benjamin Button and the fact Me. That- <laughs> Just because I don't look as old as I actually am. Well, I, that's not a bad thing, though. Yeah. I, I, I hope that when, I, uh, when I'm older that I have some very nice skin tones and, and looking good. So, well, you might actually grow up a little bit. Maybe. Nah. Age is just a number. <laughs> it's not a maturity level. That's one thing that my wife always says. She's less like, a, you know, act your age, not your shoe size. You ever heard that? Yeah, I get that one a lot. Not going to make my normal comment about that. <laughs> so, Ryan, aside from working at PDK and loving everything that you do here, what are some of your hobbies that you actually do? Eh, computer gaming, 
role-playing games, tabletop miniatures with pretty much role-playing games for that. It's in either playing, writing, trouble uh, playtesting stuff for various companies. Yeah. Been a tech head my entire life. Yeah. What uh, what game is your favorite game to play? Computer or tabletop? Uh, let's first start with computer. Computer would be, just pure out not favorite, Mass Effect series. I've never heard of this at all. I am like the exact opposite of a gamer. The last time that I, like, I bought a Nintendo Switch for my kids this year. And so I play like Mario Kart. And uh, <laughs> that's like the, the extent of my gaming. Um, but... <sighs> Some what, do you not like Mario Kart? I've never played it. I've never been a console person. I have mm. one console. Okay. I have a Dreamcast for two games. <laughs> a Dreamcast, dude. That, I haven't thought about Dreamcast in forever. That was that was a nice Sega project that <laughs> did not work out. I call it the Proto Xbox. They pretty much took everything from the Dreamcast and created the first Xbox with it. There you go. That's awesome. So, as, But as far as like a non-computer game, what would you say that you like to do? Eh, Platinum Books game called Rifts. Okay. When I write for that, I play. Yeah. So wait. So you write for these guys, mm-hmm. like for a gaming company. You write for a gaming company. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Pretty much, it started out with just being part of their Q and A, just questions and answers for their uh, quarterly. What do you call it? Periodical. What do you want to call it? Magazine, the Rifter, as a behind the scenes for one of the other guys there, just troubleshooting, make sure okay, this rolls, and just working through getting stuff into them and just waiting for it to be published. That's pretty cool. And how long have you been writing for them? 2006, 2005, somewhere in there. That's when they pretty much when I started doing stuff, but actual stuff for the Rifter goes back to 2001. Wow. So you've been writing for a while. There, yeah. Dude. That's pretty cool. So, your writing skills are definitely, you know, there. You're really good at writing. You've been doing that for a while. Um, but talk a little bit about, you know, you're just saying that you've been a tech head your whole life. What got you interested in the tech side of things? Yeah, my dad. Yeah. He was doing electronics before I was born. When I was a little kid, he was building stacker systems for warehousing, moved over to aerospace engineering, we moved back from California, and he started his own electronics manufacturing company. Oh, cool. And, yeah, we did everything under the sun. <laughs> yeah. And so so you, uh, at that point, got into tech, following in your dad's footsteps, learning all about that stuff. My dad, my older brother, he's an electrical engineer. <laughs> oh, yeah. just It's just the family business. Yeah, it literally was. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so then talk to me about why did you come over here to PDK, you know, when, when you did. Talk to me about, you know, because you came into the tech support realm over here and then we'll get to where you're at now and what you're doing but what kind of drew you over here to pdk pretty much i've been working for a software company that did software for large format printers for years pretty much looked at them and went i don't want to be doing this anymore i don't like offering up clothing to the ink gods anymore no <laughs> so switched over to a company that did software as a service for selling satellite systems they pretty much went oh we're downsizing hmm and they went, okay. I'm like, I need a job. Let's see. Oh, this looks promising. Tech support. I know how to do that. Okay, let's apply here. Nice. So you you applied for PDK. Jeremy brought you online. 
And you were instantly one of the best support techs that we've ever gotten to experience. And a lot of our partners who are watching this, they know that. I was a sales guy at the time that you were coming on, and everybody was bragging to me about how awesome it was when they got Ryan on the phone. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And then there was me leaving the support team and the people freaking out and, I need to talk to him. (laughs) People love talking with you, dude. But uh, so so let's talk about, you know, you you came and you joined tech support in 2018, right? Mm -hmm. And then last year in 2022, midway through the year, we, you were so awesome and you had all these writing skills. It was just a matter of time until you got promoted. Yeah. And so this promotion has happened. Tell us about what your new and current role is here at PDK. I am knowledge base admin lead technical writer along with LMS coordinator. That's that's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. But but that's all your writing skills that you've been working on for over 20 years are now coming into play there, right? Yeah. That's pretty sweet, dude. So talk to me a little bit about what what does that mean when you're going through all of that those different titles that are all shoved together to really be a, the the knowledge master. <laughs> That's what I like to call it. Well, for the knowledge base, it's going through and saying, okay, what is support seeing? What is sales seeing? What are they questioning? What are calls that are seeing coming in, all that? And saying, okay, where can we fit this in? Can this be resolved with the knowledge base article? Mm-hmm. We then go through and say, okay, let's fit this in, and when can we get it done? The LMS, pretty much working with marketing, going, we, we work have a lot together. We have new video coming up. We have a new product. We need to get that in the hardware, into the lessons. So get that added in along with whenever sales adds in new people who need training, they send the request order to me. We go through, say, okay, they got everything in here. Yep. Okay. They're in. That's awesome. So, you know, you just talked about the LMS side of things and how we do work together to make sure that the LMS is updated, that it's got everything in there that our partners need, because ultimately we want our partners to go through that certification course. So that way they know what they are actually out there installing. So then that can result in fewer tech support calls. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the role that you have with that LMS besides just the management of it. You went through and you critiqued the whole thing not too long ago. You yeah. gave us a bunch of updates that we had to add. Yeah, we've, right now we've got yet more updates are going to be coming in the near future. Oh, yes, whenever. we do. <laughs> Yay. Top secret projects. You're not supposed to talk about that. I, I can call it a secret. As long as I say it's a secret and I don't, I don't spill the beans on what it is. Do we have to get Jeremy in here with the wiffle bat? We might. Is he, is he, is he hitting people with wiffle bats again? Again? He stopped. Oh, okay. <laughs> we told him he had to. Man, again. Yeah. We'll have to have that talk. No, <laughs> Jeremy is not abusing our employees. <laughs> no. Too much. No, yeah, we've spoken <laughs> too much here. No, uh, so that's awesome. So yeah, so we. What will oftentimes happen is we will create these new videos that we put out there. Uh, we'll, we'll send them over to you once we create them. You throw them up on the website, make sure the, the quizzes and tests are accurate, and then make sure everything looks right. Yeah, that, that's important. Yeah, especially when there's updates and things go sideways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, we kind of just teased a little bit. We do have some major updates that are happening, and so we have to update quite a few lessons ahead of time. So I actually started writing them today. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> So kind of fun. I'm excited to get the get that out there to the world. So we're going to be launching a whole bunch at you. And we, we're even doing the uh, the online sales training course that we do every other Thursday. We are going to be unveiling that in an LMS platform just lesson by lesson here soon for you, too. Nice. So be sending that your way. We're about halfway done making those videos. 
So I'm excited about that. Um, where can people find our LMS, though? The LMS is accesscontrol101.com. Go on there. Pretty much get you access to the free ones for access to technical certification. Contact your customers. What is it? Customer? Uh, it's partners. Whoever their sales uh, yeah. team uh, contact is. Some of them work with directly with the regional sales directors. Other ones work with the partner success managers. That's the term. So, <laughs> yeah, it's whoever your sales contact is. Reach out to them. They'll be able to help you uh, get you access into that. Um, and you can pay and go through the technical training. We've got something like 45 videos in there that they go through. 48 videos. Look at no, this. 48 lessons at least. 48, 48 lessons. lessons. So look at you go. You, you know these numbers right off the... Only because sales consistently ask, where are they at on this? Ah, nice. <laughs> well, if you are in the middle of doing your training, you should sit down and do it. It only takes like four hours to go through. It's yeah. pretty simple and easy, right? Really walks you through and... Uh, keeps life simple and easy there so not only are you the master and the keeper of the lms you are also the master and the keeper of our online knowledge base so the online knowledge base you were just talking about is a really sweet resource that has a bunch of information and articles that you have written to really help our partners but ultimately you know what is the reason why we actually have that knowledge base Mostly it's there so that sales and support have an easier time to deal with things. Mm -hmm. So if one of our partners says, I need to know how to wire in an ADA controller or a Rex device or a reader, they can go over there, look on the knowledge base, and then say, I don't need to call support. I can just do it from here. That, I mean, ultimately, that's that's pretty sweet, right? If, if you can make it where... You don't have to call into tech support. You can just go ahead and pull this up on your phone while you're on the job site. That makes your life even simpler, right? That's just yep. another way that we're partner fanatics and that we are empowering our partners to succeed. We always want to make sure that you've got resources readily available at any time. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. So we've got a ton of different articles on there. How many articles would you say that you've got on there? Dallin asked this a while back. I know there's over 1,300. 1,300 articles. Which is going to get pared down. There's going to be a lot of stuff filtered out and a whole lot of new stuff coming. Man, that's pretty cool, though. <laughs> Keeps you busy, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially when it's like, oh, we have a new piece of hardware coming out. Yeah. Oh, I've got to do... Here's your list of things to create. <laughs> yep. Here's at least three new pages along with these ones over here that you need to update. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, how, uh, I guess, where can people find this online help center that we've got? So on just from the ProData Key homepage up at the top is help center. Click on that. takes you straight into it. Or if you're in the ProData Key app or on PDKIO, there's a little question mark in the top right. Click on that. It'll bring up context help for where you're at in the software. That'll change page by page. Once you open an article, there'll be a little thing in the top right. Click on that. And boom. It opens up the full knowledge base page and the ability to search even larger frame from there. That's so cool. How do you, we determine which pages actually reach that contextual help with that little question mark inside PDKIO? Uh, there's on the back end of the software, we can tag it with like people, import or report or whatever. And we can add in literal search terms. It'll then look at the name of the page and say, oh, we are in reports events. This is reports events. Okay. Display this one. That's awesome. You mentioned 1,300 articles. You're going to pare that down. Yeah. But how do you decide what to actually write about? Mostly it comes down to we look at, because we can look at the back end and say, okay, we have, this is a common search term, or this one's coming up a lot. 
or support will say, we are having this call coming in like crazy. And it's like, okay, we're going to do those. Or if there's new hardware coming out or a new feature, that comes first. Nice. And then from there, it's like new stuff, um, metrics, like we're getting a lot of questions on Rex's. We'll do a, articles on Rex. We get um, questions on whatever. We go through and do that. After that, it's go through and say, this article needs an update because the it's out of date. And from there, pretty much that's the priority so far. Yeah. And so, and, and with these articles, I, I think a lot of people might think it is just written stuff, but no, there's graphics in these too. And there's some that we're going to be, we're, we're teaming up and we've been brainstorming about doing some videos on some of them. Yep. So excited about that. So this is going to be a full knowledge resource for everybody. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. Dealers and end users. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the cool thing too, right? This isn't just something that we're putting together for partners. This is something that end user administrators, managers, they're going to be able to get in here and understand how to do certain things in the software uh, to be able to program their their uh, system to perform the way that they want it to function. Yep. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and so, that you know, obviously that's a lot of articles that you're doing and that you're putting together, but obviously there's going to be some that are more popular than others. <laughs> what are our most popular articles that you have written? That I've written personally, that would be our Rex wiring articles or just common wiring diagrams along with, I know I looked at that earlier and I can't read the sheet. Oh, boom. Grab your notes. POE modules for the Red Series. Aha. I don't know why that one came up as the second highest of the articles I've written as what people want, but yeah. People, yeah. people love them, and it's things that cut down the calls to support. Hey, anything to cut down calls to support, right? I mean, if you ever do have to call into support, then one of the nice things is that you're never really waiting on hold for very long. Yeah. That's great. And our support team, even with you gone, <laughs> is still amazing. Yeah, okay? They, they still go, hey, do we have an article about this? Yes. How do I find it? Search. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're training them up. No, and they'll yeah. go, oh, Oh, we have three articles. Yes. That's great. <laughs> so make sure that you are also utilizing that online search uh, option so that you can find three articles on what or you're looking for. Just like anything, there's a lot of the articles right now are how to's or what is X feature mm -hmm. or how do I set up a mobile lockdown in the, in the mobile app so that you can go click and have it locked down every door in the building. Yeah, that's pretty freaking cool, right? That That's probably one of my favorite ones that you've written is talking all about that lockdown feature, but what's your favorite article that you've written? None of them really stand out. It just comes down to what support says, okay, you just draw, we can give that out and they can say, tell people, okay, go through this article. Hey, they don't have to call in again. Perfect. <laughs> hey, that's good, right? First call resolution is always good. Yep. So that's awesome. Um, what are some of the upcoming articles that you are going to be working on? <sighs> Right now, literally with the push into the secret project range, secret project. can't really say much. We've got just minor stuff coming along for uh, redos for some of the readers and such. But right now, everything is going towards secret, pro secret project range. Secret project. 
Okay. Gotta, yeah. Gotta get Just, a <laughs> anyway, yeah. So the secret project is pretty cool because not only is it something that you have to start working on, but us as a marketing team, we've already started working on it too. So by the time that this episode actually drops, we're going to be really deep into uh, getting everything ready for that secret project. So actually, isn't beta will actually be starting. Beta which... will be started on that secret project by the time that this episode drops. Yeah. So I had to think about it. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Anyways, uh, Ryan, thank you a ton for no taking problem. the time to come and jump on this week's episode. Yeah. I, I hope that our partners are learning <laughs> all sorts of new things that help to empower them to be successful because ultimately that's what we want. We want our partners to have every resource imaginable to be successful with our product. That's what, uh, that's, I mean, our mission statement is uh, doing anything that we can to be able to help out our partners. That's how we decide what we're doing. It's like, okay, what does a partner need? What are they asking? Okay, yep, that's on the next one. Yeah, that's great. Well, Ryan, thank you a ton no uh, for joining. Glad it's be been here. a great episode. I, I really enjoyed our time here, and I uh, can't wait to see what else you're going to be writing here soon. Okay. Nice. No problem. Anyways, guys, for those of you who have not already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, give it a five-star rating, and also let us know if there's anything in particular that you are looking to learn on the Big Access Podcast. But thank you again for tuning in this week, and we will see you next week. Boom. Yeah. There we go. Right on. What did we come in at, Jord? 28 minutes. Exactly. Heck yeah. <laughs>